What is going on everybody, welcome to episode of the Tribute Show 66, Order 66, so to speak, as we keep Star Wars week going, we are posting Star Wars uh, like fan movies of the video games on our YouTube all week, as kind of a fun thing, um, we'll be looking at those kind of in more in depth i guess for lack of a better term maybe down the line on the tribute show review them a little special thing maybe we'll see we have a, a lot to get to today very much is about uh, our coverage of star wars celebration and everything that came with that and that uh, the big announcements really revolved around as far as what's forthcoming um, in uh, the Acolyte and the Ahsoka show as far as what we got to see um, and Acolyte seems like a great kung fu style Star Wars if I'm I'm really excited to check this out I think that it has a strong potential to be unquestionably one of the best things uh, they have done and after hearing from the, the cast interviews that you're about to hear right now, I think that you can only agree. So let's go to Star Wars Celebration and hear from the Acolyte cast and crew. Sorts, the game of acting in a brand new Disney Plus Star Wars series. Please welcome from the Acolyte, Amanda Stenberg and Lee Jung Jae. goodness welcome welcome to Thank both you. of you welcome to your first star wars celebration how is it insane um <laughs> we're so happy to be here we're, and we're, we're so excited we finally get to share what we're up to yeah yeah i mean it was uh, absolutely amazing to see some of the details this morning to hear some of what you're going to be doing uh what was it like to finally be able to share some of those details with the crowd I think we're so confused about what we can share, which yeah. is, I think, the nature of just probably being a part of Star Wars. <laughs> um, but hopefully what you guys got to see is um, the kind of the tone of the show, um, which is very much inspired by martial arts films. It's very inspired by Kill Bill. Um, Leslie likes to say that the show is a combination of Frozen and Kill Bill, which is... Ooh. 
kind of a nuts combo. <laughs> um, but I think tonally, it's, it's really exciting. It's really dark. Um, it has a, a sense of magical realism. And um, yeah, we're, we're just so exhilarated to finally give you a sneak peek. Today, a lot of surprising things happening. So I've been amazed to find that this celebration with so many of you has been going on for 15 years. Yeah, 15 years. 물론 그리고 또 저희가 함께 하고 있다라는 것도 놀랍고요. And it's really surprising in a nice way that we're all together in this. Oh, uh, it's a it's a family, and you're part of the family now. <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> uh, 그리고 오늘 아콜라이트를 조금 보여드릴 수 있어서 너무 기뻤고요. And I was really glad to show you a sneak peek of Acolyte today as well. Yeah. And something more exciting on top of that was. It was so cool to see other trailers for other shows as well. Really exciting. We did see a lot of uh, amazing stuff in the studio uh, presentation. What, uh, what one trailer or surprise had you both like the most excited? From the other shows? From the other shows, yeah. Can't say your own show, that's cheating. <laughs> um, I'm just so excited to see Rosario Dawson and Ahsoka. I yeah. think it's, yes. it's gonna be out of this world and that character is already so special, and she's so phenomenal. So I'm just oh. I'm so excited for that. Yeah. Yeah. To see to see, Ahsoka and Hera and Sabine all in the same place on camera together like that was just a, it was just like a mind melting moment, wasn't it? Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For me today, the most interesting parts were that all the trailers had different feels and different genres from them. So I can't wait to see them all in full. Yeah, yeah. It was a lot of wonderful stuff. It was a lot of wonderful stuff. Uh, joining Star Wars, I'm sure, is, is it's always something that is a, a big deal. It's a lot to take on, I'm sure. Uh, in particular for, for you, Lee, it's, this is your first uh, American series, and this is your first series uh, in a foreign language for you. How, how was the experience uh, coming on to all of this? It's a very special so it's definitely a special experience for me, especially because English isn't my first language. So I think if it wasn't for Star Wars, 
So if it wasn't Star Wars, I may have declined some other show. But who would say no to Star Wars? Come on. And they said you can use a lightsaber. I mean, look, she shows up to her own panel for her own show dressed as Padme. Like, you know it's a big deal for her to be part of Star Wars. Tell me about this. How was it for you? <laughs> it's unreal. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah I, I really love cons. I really love cosplaying. So it, it felt like there was no way I could come here and not cosplay. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and when you found out, when you found out about joining the show and becoming part of Star Wars, like how was that for you? Oh my God! Uh, yeah, I nearly fainted. Um, what was so wild about this show and, and my experience coming onto it was um, Leslie had, and, and Lucasfilm had already developed the show around me before I even had my first meeting. Wow. So going both amazing and no pressure. Yeah. Like, basically, here's your own Star Wars show on a silver platter. What are you going to do, babe? I think I'm going to do it. I think I'm going <laughs> to put my entire heart and soul into it and, and do the best I possibly can. Um, yeah. But, yeah, that first meeting was wild. Um, I was presented with the, the concept art that uh, had already been drawn up with, with my image, which was like, Whoa. yeah, a fall, fall on the floor moment. And then the panic hit. Um, and then after the panic hit, then I, I started um, training in Wing Chun um, at a local school, which was really cool because going into training, I had already kind of had that basis when I did my, um, my initial training period with my, my master. Wow. Wow. You just jumped right into it. I love it. I love it. Well, before we go... Is there anything that you'd like to say to the fans as, uh, as, we, as we kind of like launch this entire Acolyte experience here at Star Wars Celebration? Uh, I guarantee you that Acolyte will, could, would be the most interesting of the Star Wars stories. Star Wars is always showing stories and visuals to us. But our Acolyte can also show stories and visuals to us. I really want to talk more uh, Star Wars has always shown stepped up visuals and stepped up developments of stories and so on. And I think Acolyte will be showing a great example of that going further ahead. Uh, I really want to share more, but I can't, so I'll stop right here. <laughs> Amanda, anything you want to uh, say to the fans here before we wrap it up? 
Um, I guess I just want to say it's such an exciting time for Star Wars. There's so many uh, corners of the universe that are being explored and being shared right now. Um, and it's a huge privilege to be a part of that. And, and we also um, take the privilege of being able to focus on the High Republic era really seriously. Um, yeah. It's such an interesting time in the galaxy. Um, and hopefully you guys will love everything that, that we're trying to showcase in it. Um, such a vast array of characters that we have, vast array of creatures, a uh, vast array of fighting styles. And I, 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 I just, I, once again, I'm really excited to yeah. share it with you. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, we're excited to see it. Ladies and gentlemen, Amanda Stenberg, Lee John. Come in. You people at home, you people in the audience. I won't make it weird, I promise. But come closer. Because I got you, fam. It's Jody Turner-Smith and Rebecca Henderson. Wow. Welcome. Thank you. So, so excited to welcome you all out. Everybody, can we please get one more round of applause? Because they look. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> now, can we talk a little bit about the characters that you're playing in the Acolyte? Will you want. Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah, we'll just we'll keep it biggish. <laughs> Jody, can you tell us about your character? Okay. Well, let me try to talk about this without getting fired or murdered. <laughs> um, so my character, you know, she's a, she's a powerful leader. She's a powerful leader. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, in a very woman-centered world, which I, I was very excited to kind of be that, because I feel like Star Wars is, is very, like, patriarchal, so it was kind of cool to have, like, this sort of woman-centered figure. And you know, she's really sort of going through a struggle because I mean, that's Star Wars, right? Like, we're struggle, going through a struggle. Yes. She's really kind of like uh, in this sort of quandary and that's sort of her journey is, is to kind of go through this struggle between two ideas. Very nice. We're gonna leave that one right there because I, I like I like in my heart I know Leslie is somewhere. <laughs> She's I know I'm looking around for her like you know such an actor like looking around like is it okay did I do good? <laughs> now Rebecca, can you tell us a little bit about your character? Yes, I play a Mary Allen, an elder Jedi master. Now, Rebecca, like Charlie Barnett, you two worked with Leslie on Russian Dolls. So what's it been like collaborating on Star Wars with her? I mean, honestly, it has been so emotional. I'm shaking because uh, watching Leslie, you know, from the very beginning, from her coming up with this idea, pitching this idea, having the show begin, and now we're still shooting and being here. I mean, it's, it's been incredibly emotional, and I have cried many times today. <laughs> Well, you guys are doing great. And everybody out here is going to be so happy. And I'm emotional just knowing that you all are a part of this galaxy. It's so cool. <laughs> now, being cast in Star Wars, it's a big deal. 
How did you process the news that you were going to be in Star Wars? Let's start with you, Jodi. You know, I don't think that I really understood the largeness of it. And it's kind of one of those things where also where it's like, you can't really take the time to, to think about it. Otherwise it becomes like really overwhelming. And I'm glad that I didn't like fully process it. It's like being here right now with all of you guys is me like letting it sink in. I'm like, holy <laughs> Sorry, 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 there's children here. I'm so sorry. Sorry for, I'll put money in everybody's swear jar after this. <laughs> no? Rebecca, how did you process it? Like, I don't think I really processed it until my first day on set in the Jedi robes, green, um, and in a Jedi temple, which was actually built. Uh, and then I was like, huh, okay, yeah, <laughs> this. It's like you're playing Star Wars, but you're like, yeah. you're kind of LARPing Star Wars, but really making Star Wars. Yes, yes, it was like that. There's something about the sets where it's like you walk onto set and you're like, oh, I'm in Star Wars. Yes. Like, this is Star Wars. Yes, they practically built so much of it. It's not, you know, on the volume. It is built, and so we really are in the world. It's, it's really very cool. Huge hand-painted backdrops. Like, it's insane. And on location as well, of course. Yeah. Money. A lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we like high production values over here. <laughs> Tell, what was, oh, man. How must that have felt to walk into the temple just... Oh, I don't know if you could say that. Well, we, had, we, we might have had some different uh, settings that we were walking We shot into. some different things. We were yes. never on the same set, ever. the two of us. See, now we can go and figure that out. I would like to see 47 fan theories about why that is by the time we leave the stage. Yeah. But it was overwhelming to walk onto the set and just, I mean, even like the smell of it, you're just like... It, you get the sense, like, even though, obviously, and I mean, being here, you see all the different shows, all the different movies, all, but it, all of it somehow just feels like the same place, the same galaxy far, far away, like, for real. How does your persona change when you actually get into that costume? You know, I think it was Jack Nicholson who said, uh, let the wardrobe do the acting. Um, and so it's really... You know, there's so many, I want to say, artisans who create these looks for us. And I mean, my look, you guys saw, it was quite intricate. Were you guys, did, did everybody in here see? Oh, no. Oh. Oh, sorry. <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> sorry. I wish you guys saw it too, but. I got it, you, fam. Be patient. <laughs> ooh, ooh, maybe you will be seeing it at some point. But, you know, it, to, to put everything on and 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 to see myself you know i felt sort of the gravity of it you know it just feels i don't know when you get in everything you just it feels so important and so real and so like whoo it's so real i'd say what was it like seeing the audience reaction to the series that you just got to preview a little bit of what was it like to see that audience reaction to just to you to this story I mean, I cried. I already said that. I, it was, it was, it was cool to hear the different reactions when they saw different things. Like, oh, and I, yeah, it was very, very special. And any roar of the crowd is like, <laughs> just, it feels amazing. Yeah, the fans are the best. I mean, they really are. I've been hearing about that. 
Well, for me to you, welcome to the family. We are, but unless you're really good at recognizing piercing blue eyes, you'd be hard pressed to recognize this famous Wookiee at the supermarket. He's a gentle giant and he's joined by the considerably smaller but no less talented co-star from the upcoming series, The Acolyte. Give it up for Jonas Swotomo and Dean Charles Chapman! Wonderful. Thank you both so much for being here with us today. How excited are you to be at Star Wars Celebration? It's an Super amazing excited. experience. So excited. What's up? Now, Dean, Jonas is no stranger to Star Wars, as just exemplified by that wonderful tree look. Has you asked him for any pointers? Any pointers? Not necessarily. I guess I just have to look over at this guy on set and seeing him in the full Wookiee outfit. It's kind of, um, it's kind of a dream come true, to be completely honest. Yeah. Can you corroborate that? Did you give him any pointers? Maybe he's not remembering them. Well, I told Dean, do as I do, not what I say. And, uh, and that went, he went far with that. Fair, fair. And now both of you, I'm told, get to handle some lightsabers in the Acolyte. As someone who's always dreamed of swinging a lightsaber, what's it like to finally be doing it in a Star Wars show? I got this one. It's like... Yep. Pretty good. Perfect, no notes. I, I will say that I was really surprised on how heavy they are. I mean, I'm not sure like these wicked ones out here, I'm not sure how heavy they are, but the ones that we had are surprisingly like, you know, quite weighty. Would you like to borrow one? I'm sure we can get you one from the crowd here. No, I'm good. I wouldn't want to uh, spoil it. Okay. They'll never get it back, so he's... Yeah, uh... I'll nick it. There. Now, Jonas, as a Jedi this time around, I'm just going to keep talking about it, because I'm just so excited for you. I'm excited to see you as a Wookiee Jedi. A Wookiee Jedi? A Wookiee Jedi! Did you just say a Wookiee Jedi? <laughs> it's so... It's unbelievable. Uh, uh, the, the concept of this character coming in, it, it fascinated me, and I knew that people were going to be excited when they, when they heard about this whole show, and then when they hear about this character, I just knew that there was something uh, special brewing here. And uh, yeah, Kelnaka is a Wookiee Jedi, and uh, and he's uh, and I can't wait to uh, for you guys to see how I because uh, I wanted it to be different from uh, from Chewbacca, 
And, uh, and so coming up with ways to differentiate between those two characters was an interesting challenge, and uh, that's what I tried to do, and I hope that uh, I did a good, okay job. Definitely did. How has your training changed to become a Wookiee Jedi? I'm just going to keep saying those words together because I'm very excited. <laughs> well, luckily we had the uh, same stunt team as we had in Solo. So it was a familiar crew and uh, we had some awesome training partners uh, with Dean and everybody else. And uh, yeah, it was just, uh, it was just fun uh, getting to learn this, these uh, uh, things that we needed to learn and uh, I, I really wanted to learn because uh, I was playing uh, this video game about samurais and uh, I really wanted to try those moves in, in, the, uh, in the saber arena so I had some fun uh, doing training, yeah. Ghost of Tsushima was the game. Got some fans, got some fans here. I was using a lot of uh, wind stance and also a stone stance, but uh, yeah, that's too, too, I went too far with that one, yeah. Can we see that one? <laughs> no, no, passing on that. Oh, wait, what was that? Can we see that? Stone stance. Stone stance. I, I forget how stone. Yeah, that's done. If we'd known you were going to do that, we could have moved the table. Could have just given you the whole room, whole ring. Yeah, we'll have a panel about that tomorrow, yeah. <laughs> about the stances. <laughs> now, everyone here, I think, to a person, is a Star Wars fan. Yeah? Yeah? Safe assumption in this crowd. What has your connection to Star Wars been growing up, and what's it like to be a part of it now? I actually played the video games before I watched the movies. Um, I was about seven and I was playing a Star Wars Lego game, which I was, a, yeah. I was obsessed with, uh, with the video games. And then I remember I was at home one day and I was like, what should I watch? Lord of the Rings, Star Wars? Star Wars. Loved it. And um, just to be a part of Star Wars, and we've talked about the lightsabers and stuff, but it, it, it really is a dream come true. And working with people like Jonas as well, it couldn't be better. Yeah, for me, I remember on VHS when I was young, I was watching the Moss Eisley Streets, and there was Chewbacca, and there was uh, Luke Skywalker drinking blue milk. I thought it was blue oatmeal when I was, because I ate a lot of oatmeal as a kid, uh, so I thought the Luke would similar. Um, <laughs> so, but it was just, it was, it permeated my life because my dad was a huge Star Wars and Indiana Jones fan, and uh, and it just, it was just always there, and it was. It was uh, so real, uh, uh, close to our world, but still there were spaceships and lightsabers and all these creatures that you didn't know. So that was the, uh, the magical touch that uh, really uh, drew me in. And I remember when I was in college, my freshman year, I Googled, I, I got my first computer, uh, my own computer, and I Googled who is inside the Chewbacca suit. And it was Peter Mayhew. And, uh, <laughs> One and only. 
And so that sort of that was a sort of a premonition of what was to come. And um, ten years later, I, I was uh, I was myself, you know, <laughs> putting on the suit with Peter Mayhew, and it was just it's just been uh, a fantastic journey. And, uh, and I, I'm really glad that this uh, new show, The Acolyte, we can show something, uh, an original story with, with, with this amazing cast and uh, with, 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 with Neil Scanlon's Creature Workshop putting together uh, yet another palette of awesome creatures. And uh, we're just uh, so lucky to be here right now. Absolutely. It's so wonderful to see you continuing the Wookiee tradition that Peter Mayhew started and, and creating all new characters with it. Uh, is there anything that you both want to say to the fans out there? Is there anything else you'd like to say? I hope you enjoy it. I hope you enjoy it. That was very safe and spoiler-free. That was a little too to safe, safe, sir. Can't say too much. I just wanted to uh, ask everyone, can I get a... And also, can I get a... And one more time, everybody. Let's say it together. A Wookiee Jedi. A Wookiee Jedi! Thank you. Well, next time I see you both, I'm putting Dean on my shoulders and wearing a giant trench coat for the interview. Are we, are we down for this? We're going to do that? Definitely down. And we might be almost as tall as you, like just, just barely. Thank you so much for coming by. Lots more fun to come right here on Star Wars Celebration. Amazing performances in The Good Place, hanging out with Wolverine and Professor X, and living the same day over and over and over again in Russian Doll. But now they can all be seen together in the brand new series, Star Wars, The Acolyte. Give it up for Manny Jacinto, Daphne Keene, and Charlie Barnett! worked with Leslie on Russian Doll. I did, I did. So what was it like working on a Star Wars series with her? Very different world, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> um, Leslie's incredible. I, she's one of the most malleable directors that I feel like I've worked with, one of the most collaborative. As much as she is so ingrained into this world, she's a super fan. I'm a fan. Leslie is like next level super fan. She was correcting me on things. I couldn't believe it. But she is always available to to hear our voices, to incorporate our thoughts, our artistic choices into the world, which, into the galaxy, I should be saying. A galaxy far, far away. Which makes it <laughs> so much more enjoyable to work on something like this, but also, I think, more creative. It's really incredible. She's a, she's a brilliant woman. Yeah. Truly. Woo! So yeah, thankful Leslie. to be working with her again. 
can look, really look forward to seeing what you guys do because you really made magic with Russian dolls. So I'm oh, really excited to see you. it. Thank you. Thank you. Now, Daphne, you play a Jedi in this series, and I have to ask you our most important question. Padawan. What's it like living all of our dreams? It's, guys, <laughs> it's a lifestyle. It's great. It's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. I, I love it. The first time I got my saber, I, like, I had to go into a corner and just scream on my own. I was like, it's fine, guys. I've done this a billion times. And I was just like, <laughs> it was so exciting. Let it be known we had sticks at first. We too. had, like, these wooden sticks. Like, genuinely, they were, like, taped to be, like, the border where you, like, put your hand on. And then suddenly we were on set and they were like, here's the saber. They just, like, handed it really casually because they'd been, like, handling them for, like, however many just projects they've done. We were, like, just so much pressure. But it was so fun. I get to be an alien, which is sick. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's fun. We have, we have a good time. And then we, have to, we get to do a bunch of stunts, which I love. And we get to do force stuff. It's just like we had a whole force training, like like two weeks of just like us in rooms being like, which was really fun. All right, I need to see it one more time. Give me your yeah. best force move. My best force move. Well, I can do that. I'm not, I'm not going to give you more, guys. You have to watch the show. You know, it would have been really cool if that door just opened. Like as soon as you did it, the door just Yeah, what can I say? I just did that. Now, Manny, you've been in a couple of great ensemble casts in your oh, career. Thank you. So what's it like joining one in a galaxy far, far away? Oh, man. There is nothing like Star Wars. Look at this. This is unreal. It goes all the way back there. Oh, man. I mean, there's nothing like the ensemble of the Star Wars family, and it's truly, truly an honor. To, to be able to do this with all you guys because yeah absolutely like this is a true honor so thank you there's nothing like it oh dear well I <laughs> <laughs> he got it now Daphne and Charlie we've heard you two are like two peas in a pod on the set what's it like working with one another and ooh, what's a fun story you can share about your time on the set <laughs> oh, we have many yeah, many, 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 many. Stories. We're kind of like the the, the shenanigans, the, the children of the set. Um, yeah, we, we're definitely very goofy. Got in trouble a lot moving, you know, things with the force because, yeah. you know. Uh, um, because you can. Because we can. Because, like, we know how to do that. We had a couple, like, off-screen um, saber fights. Yeah, we did. Ooh, Daphne broke a saber. No. Shush. Oh! Why would you say that? that? Strong, actually, yeah. actually, Ooh, if I, it was three, but okay. True, true. <laughs> but, and they come in like thanks. private briefcases too, so it's like yeah, a it was big really deal, bad. You know? No, and it I was know. really bad. It was, it was actually really. Real. The prop people were like, "You need to stop," and I was like, "I'm <laughs> really sorry. I'm not doing it on purpose." I think it was week three. We were going through stunt training. And I was like falling apart at the seams. I really, you know, this is a big deal. It's a big deal. <laughs> this is a big deal. And I wanted to live up to everything that yeah. was being thrown at us. And it's such an incredible group of people training us for all the stunts and working with us for stunts. Yeah. Um, and I was about to lose it because I couldn't do a backflip and, you know, a kickflip <laughs> spin with my lightsaber like Manny can. Like Manny. Legitimately. Manny's, yeah. Manny's stunt god. Yeah. <laughs> like Manny's the father of stunts. I didn't get yeah. to do any, like, super fun stuff. No. It was like, no but, lightsaber, too, so, but you know. You're like, yeah, yeah. anyways, yeah. we can't talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> this is very forbidden. Spoilers. But Manny was having night. Was it not Manny? Charlie. 
Great, I'm doing great under pressure. Um, Charlie was having a little freak out, mm -hmm. like in the corner. He was like, Truth. just like having a little moment, and they gave him his robe, like his Jedi robe, for the first time. This is highly illegal. I shouldn't have done this. I took my phone and I took a photo of it and I sent it to him and I was like, "You look so cool. Love you." <laughs> it was. It was. And it, that was the beginning of our It was the, our moment of bond. And yeah. I knew that I had a, a partner supporting yeah. me for sure. But I sent him a little message, Master Charlie. <laughs> Now, we talked about your Jedi training, your lightsaber training. What kind of preparation did you put into it as far as, I don't know, higher public information? Mm. Or, you know, whatever. I think, I think Charlie should take this one because Charlie is informed, guys. Charlie's got the answers. Yes. Yeah. I'm too afraid to answer this. I feel like we're going to get in Everyone's trouble. Everyone's watching you. Don't worry, Leslie is backstage watching you on no, his screen. Leslie's Stay gone? Whatever you All right, want. good, good. I won't be fired? Yeah, right. Leslie's gone, but look around. Oh, take a breath, take a breath. Uh, we are in an era uh, a little bit after, you know, the highest of the High Republic, about a hundred years out from the books. Um, so luckily, I think it makes it a little bit more free to be like, we're coming into it from a place that isn't established. Um, <laughs> I'm like, wow, man, I want to say so much. Tread so lightly. Yeah, yeah, tread, tread so don't. lightly. Yeah. Ooh, we go to some, some cool places. Um, <laughs> do you do some cool that. things as well? We do some cool things, some really cool mm. things. Cool things, cool, cool things, places. Cool, places, cool people. Um, um, there's some cool looks. Yeah. I, I can yeah. say that this one uh, has some cool horns. Yeah. yeah. That's enough of I do I like. slay in my alien outfit. It's they... really funny. I walked on set one day without it, and the director asked me for a coffee. He was like, oh, yeah, new PA. Can you get me a coffee? I was like, yeah. And they came back with a coffee, and they went, <laughs> My God, Daphne! I was like, yes. I love me. that you got the coffee. I got the coffee. I was like, here's your latte. <laughs> we love a humble Jedi queen. Yeah. No, I have to ask this. As we just said, this is an entirely new era for Star Wars. So, what's it? What's it like to have the freedom to work within that timeline and the story, and to kind of just come in on a new, just a new era? You guys are setting a tone. Yeah. What's that feel like for you? It's really, I think it's really fun to get to like investigate and have some creative input within, obviously within the guidelines of the universe that's been created, but it's really fun to get to actually like take creative decisions and stuff. And it's really fun to kind of have this freedom of it's this time where basically like Siths don't exist, which is something we haven't really seen. And it's fun to have that kind of, that air of mystery and all of these new things and the Jedi is kind of like thriving at this point, like they're doing really well and it's, yeah, it's just, it's really fun. We have different costumes to the other Jedis, because obviously it's sooner. It's, it's just really fun to get to play around with stuff, I think. Now, without spoiling the show, can you tell me, I don't know, describe the acolyte in five words. Less than five words. One, one word each, or something. Um, Create a sentence. Uh, <laughs> uh, action. Trailer. <laughs> Drop it now. Yeah. Come on, the people want it. Yes. Manny, what did you do? I'm gonna cause a riot. He's using you the force. Um, but yes, action. I would say a battle for power. Mm. I mean, the best parts about Star Wars is there is no good or evil. It depends on what side you're standing on, truly. You know what I mean? That you can look at any angle and see yourself relayed through all the characters, Darth to Luke, you know what I'm saying? 
Um, but this show, yeah, I shouldn't use per, you know, Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker. I'm sorry, that's, I'm too casual with that. Um, this show is truly about that balance of power and balance of good versus evil and realizing that so much of it you know, starts at the root, yeah. truly. I also say it's a very emotional show in a way. It's kind of got a very human quality, which is, I think, what drew all of us as creatives, apart from the huge Star Wars element of it, which I think we're all fans of it. Um, but the, it was a really human show, and it's really fun as an actor to get to step into that. I just want to say, first of all, I'm so excited to see what you all do with this show. Thank you so much for your time and for being here. So there was the Acolyte, Acolyte cast and crew. The big one, though, I think that stole the, the entire weekend, obviously, is the Ahsoka series coming this August, dropping the full-length trailer at Star Wars Celebration. What a moment, man. I cried to that trailer. I honestly cried. I thought that it was amazing. And I think that show, my expectations are way high. And that's kind of a dangerous way to, to be because if your expectations are that high, you can only be kind of disappointed. But uh, hopefully the show lives up to the hype and it definitely has. Right now, these are some great cast interviews from the Ahsoka series to close out day two. That trailer, huh? How about that? If only there were some people here that could tell us something about that trailer. If only we had some people backstage right now that could tell us a little bit about the trailer we just saw. Like say like two people who back in 2008 were just like randomly working on stuff out of Skywalker Ranch, wound up meeting each other, talking, finding out they had a lot in common and I don't know, sort of, creating an entire television world for Star Wars. Maybe we have some people like that. You've seen them on multiple panels throughout the weekend, but now they're here on our stage to talk about all things Star Wars. You know them, you love them. It's John Favreau and Dave Filoni. today. Lukewarm crowd. <laughs> oh. Wow. Dude, 
there's a lot more people here than I ever thought <laughs> would be on the other side of that door. That's right. That's right. That's Trapper Wolf on stage right now. What kind of a partner is Trapper Wolf sending Carson off by himself all the time? Come on. Smart. <laughs> I stayed at home. I had a lot of things to do. Deb and Rick and I were talking about stuff. <laughs> Paul can go off and do that. You know, that's that's his job. Well, we saw we saw you in the uh, in the lounge there in the employee lounge. I gotta know. It looked like that looked like it was one of your hats. But does that is that now Disney archival property? That hat? No, it's not <laughs> one of my hats. Actually, uh, Sean, our customer, they made that hat for me special. <laughs> so it's a unique hat that I actually don't have. You are right. They have it somewhere in the costume shop. Does that bug you? Yeah, I, you know, I got the jacket, so I can't really complain. We all got to keep our pilot jackets. Oh, wow. That season. That was kind of the deal to get us back. Because we were all like, John, we're really bringing the quality of the show down when we we're there in the background. <laughs> he really enjoys it, so we got to keep the leather jackets. I stopped just short of putting my dog in it. I wanted to bring Wolfie along and put him in the shot, but... I thought it'd be terrible continuity between takes, so we left him out, but yeah. One day. One day we'll get that dog in there. Do you I have, got other wolves. Do you, have any, do you have any Paz stuff at home? No, I have... Um, maybe a, maybe a mug that a little... says number two dad? No, no, the one... <laughs> <laughs> the one I like is the, uh, the chainmail Beskar shirt. Yes. I have, I have that, and I have a... That where that went. You have that. Yeah. And I have a... Uh, uh, dark, dark saber too. I have one of one of them. That's that's impressive. And, and a bunch of pop vinyls too. Those yes. are over there. Yes. They, they have some cool stuff, by the way. They, they got yeah, some yeah, great yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk. I mean, first of all, Mando season three. You did a little watch along party for people who were here last night of the latest episode. It has been so fun to watch the evolution of the show, the explorations of genre. I love that we got a buddy cop episode, you know, a procedural. I love that, you, that you're exploring this space. How has the show kind of changed for y'all? And, and, you know, how do you kind of work that experimentation into it? Well, well the big change is that we went from a very uh, first-person, ground-level adventure with new characters and new planets, slowly working our way into weaving ourselves into the fabric of Star Wars more as we introduce some legacy characters into the second season. And now with Ahsoka coming out in August, we have a lot of, we're in the same time period. So there's a lot of coordination as to what's happening within that time period. And so we try to keep and preserve the, the, you know, the personality of what the show originally was, but every once in a while, the, gal the greater galaxy has to uh, uh, rear its head and affect the way things play out. Yes. And talking about that, there was a, uh, there was a cameo that was particularly special, I think, to a lot of people here and uh, a lot of people that I work with, and that was uh, Jedi Master Keller and Beck. Uh, who is, of course, played by the amazing Ahmed Best. How did the decision to uh, to introduce Kellerin in as as really the the reason we have Grogu? There, there are two two sides to it really. One is 
you know, what Jedi would be appropriate as we go through, as Dave and I always discuss with, as with, as with Luke Skywalker's appearance, who is in play in the galaxy at that moment and what would make the most sense for the story. And we love to pull in elements that's even outside of canon uh, if it's part of what's uh, part of the Star Wars fabric. And the Jedi Temple Challenge, it made perfect sense for that character who looks after the younglings to be uh, one of the possibilities. But then the other aspect is who are you going to cast? And I remember on this stage in 2019 in Chicago, when Ahmed Best came out and got the kind of response that all of you gave him, that's when we also realized that not just the character, but the, but the actor, it would make perfect sense for that actor to be the person who got to do that as well. He's wonderful. He's just so wonderful. And he's, he's such a part of the legacy of Star Wars. And it was just wonderful to see him there. It was, a, it was a great moment. It was yeah. a great we're, moment. We're a show that's made by fans and people, everybody who works on the show uh, has to feel the same way about Star Wars as we do. And so whether it's a cameo, whether it's an appearance of a hero that pops in for one episode, or people working on the, you know, behind the camera, there's a, there's a tremendous amount of excitement and enthusiasm. And, and, and certainly Ahmed has been with Star Wars and been a fan for, for you know, longer than most. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and talking about sort of weaving these characters in, I mean, we got to talk about Ahsoka. We got to talk about Ahsoka. Because I'll tell you what, if you want to talk about two moments that, that I've been on this stage that have gotten the largest reaction, one of them, like you said, was Ahmed in 2019, but one of them was yesterday morning right here when these people saw Ahsoka, Sabine, and Hera in live action in the same place. Dave, these are characters that you and the, you and the team at Lucasfilm have been have been have been working on, have been working with for you know two decades now. It must be wonderful to to, to be bringing this show to the screen. Yeah, man, it's emotional. I gotta say, I'm just taking this all in. Yeah, I, I've been to a lot of these. I've never seen so many people, and I'm just like I'm just looking. Like looking, ah, I get emotional. I'm looking at all your faces and and all the things you do to make this all possible. And I just, I'm, gonna, I'm trying to like commit it to memory and and just know that I see you guys and and the variety of people that we have as Star Wars fans is a part of what makes it so beautiful that you that you come in costumes or just a t-shirt. I I love how much you put into it. It means so much to me. I don't want to, because I get it, like, I really get it, John gets it, if I wasn't sitting here, I would, I, I swear to God, and people say it, and I think we all know, but I would be out there, I've been out there, I appreciate the effort you make just to be here with us, and let me say that. And thank you so much for supporting the work that I've been a part of and, and, and through Star Wars all these years and these characters and to have them in live action. It doesn't happen, uh, you know, without you supporting it for all this time and wanting it. I get to do these great adventures with John and everybody else because of that support. And it's a real privilege. So thank you. 
I mean, I think, I think that's something. I think that's something that we all feel. I think that's something that we all feel coming off of everything that that you've all been working on for so long. Is uh, we we know how in touch you are, and we know how much it means to you to put forth that effort. And I mean, if, if anything, I feel like Ahsoka, like you're saying, is is such a show that represents that reciprocal relationship, you know? Because the love for Ahsoka from the well, fans... It's a special time because after Revenge of the Sith, I don't think any of us knew what was going to go on, you know? I, the first time I saw Revenge of the Sith was in the SAG Theater at Skywalker Ranch because George Lucas asked me to watch it because we were prepared to make the Clone Wars. But for a lot of people, Star Wars is over. But if you were a Star Wars fan, you know that we used to have a pin that went around conventions that Star Wars is forever. And, uh, you know, I think that as a group of fans and people, that's really proven true because people wanted it. No, no one, I think, understood that better than George, which is why he made Clone Wars, which was episodic. He saw the future of things and streaming and how we would be able to watch things in, in all these different manners. And it's just grown and grown and grown. And, you know, John was a part of Clone Wars. And so when, when John came with this story to make Mandalorians, I'm like, that makes sense to me. He is a Mandalorian. He got my show. And so I was like, it was perfect. And, you know, and then you look at, I, you guys, if you met Leslie Headland, and she's a massive fan that and yes. I've talked to, and I enjoyed talking with her, and her, her, her teaser was phenomenal. I mean, how can you not be excited about Acolyte? So and, amazing. And, Tony, Tony Gilroy did a version of The Empire that's like the, it's like the most THX awesome evil thing I've yes. ever seen. Like, and so I love all that, and that's inspiring. It, we inspire each other. It's a big collective effort at Lucasfilm, and I, th I think it's all building in a great direction. Uh, so it's not just one thing we're doing. I'm glad people like Ahsoka, but there's so much out there. You know, like our friend Dev Chow went and made Obi-Wan. How awesome yes. was that? Yes. There. And I get to watch those shows, which is super cool. So there's yeah. no one dimension of this that's, uh, that's just better than the other. It's just all great, and we love it. And, uh, I mean, look at it. This thing has grown. Yeah. I mean, there's a Tauntaun over there. You believe that? Yeah. How, I mean, we just take that for granted now. Eh, it's Tauntaun. But it's like, <laughs> no, it's really cool. This no, I feel like I'm on set with the video wall back yeah, there. I and know. The set and the, and the, the oh, my I'm gosh. Gonna I'm going to let you know. I'm going to let you know that if you push right next to the blast doors, well, we've got this, first of all. Yeah, I'm going to let you know too real these that days. if you push that white button when you're on your way out, uh, something's going to happen. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. That's the last button you touch when That's... you sell it that way. <laughs> Something's going to happen. That's all I'm going to say. All right, uh, you're but pushing talk, it. But talking about, uh, you know, like you're saying, that building this sort of uh, now, it's, it's always been a connected galaxy, but now sort of bringing it to television and to Disney Plus and we're seeing the Acolyte and uh, something that I've been particularly interested in is Skeleton Crew. Uh, yeah, because it just, it feels to me like those big magical adventure movies that were such a genre in the 80s. You know, like, I feel like like a Willow, like an Amblin production, you know, like a Goonies, something like that, where it's like, my entire family, we would, we would watch those movies over and over together, and they had a very particular tone, and I feel that tone from Skeleton Crew. Is they, was that a particular thing that yeah, you wanted I to see in it? Yeah, I think that's exactly what John Watts and Chris Ford uh, had pitched, which was, you know, an Amblin movie that starts off from the perspective of what's it like for ordinary people in the suburbs mm -hmm. in the Star Wars galaxy 
and launch them into an adventure. And what I like about it is that, and as George always did, there's a, an, an entryway for younger viewers too, but you have to create a world that still feels like Star Wars and that still feels dangerous and could sit alongside of all the other shows. And so it's just wonderful to see things from different perspectives. And Star Wars allows you to do that because the world is so full, so rich, so lived in. You could put the camera anywhere. And if you're, and if you're doing your job, you should be able to look at any, from any angle and feel that same feeling that it's authentically Star Wars. Yeah. Well, it all looks very, very amazing. Yeah. Obviously, we cannot wait to see more. Obviously, we will have to wait to see more. <laughs> I remember on the panel yesterday, uh, somebody said, yeah, and you're going to be able to see it soon. And Dave said, not so soon. Yeah. Not so soon. <laughs> right back to work next week. I mean, we got so much editing to do and visual effects, but it's fun. Every day we're looking at that galaxy with a microscope trying to, you know, figure every detail out. And it's, it's, it's very fun. The stuff coming in, uh, you know, ILM's doing great work. Uh, we got great wizards making magic happen, so I'm real excited for you guys to see it. I can't wait. can't wait. Well, we are excited to see all of it. Thank you so much, John Favreau and Dave Filoni. We've got more from Star Wars Celebration Live in just a moment. Please stay right here. threes around here. And since our next interview is with three people, it's bound to be incredible. One is a fierce Togruta. The other is a Mandalorian with an art degree. And the third is making their Star Wars debut as the live action version of Harrison Dula. From the new Disney Plus series, Ahsoka, please welcome Rosario Dawson, Natasha. Natasha Lubordizzo and Mary Elizabeth Winston! something. I'm excited. Yes. You know what? You're Ahsoka. You can forge whatever you want. You yes, go ahead. You I'm make ready. a helmet for Sabine. You do whatever you would like to do. <laughs> Love the tools. <laughs> Hi. Welcome. Hey, Ooh. I see a lot of Ahsokas in the crowd. There's a lot of Ahsoka love today. I know. Where are my Sabines? All right, they all left the building. It's okay. We got you. We got you. I'm the only Sabine. Yeah, we have a lot of Sabine love. <laughs> Rosario. Uh, yes, you yes. are Ahsoka. You are. 
I am no Jedi, but I am Ahsoka. <laughs> now, you spent quite a few years with the character already. Yeah. First playing her in live action in The Mandalorian Season 2. Yes. I imagine you've gotten to know her quite well. Yes, very, very well. And uh, she's left quite the impression on me. It's definitely been, I think, a lifestyle change. I meditate every day. Ming would prefer if I trained every day still. <laughs> but uh, we did a lot of that during it, and I'm, I'm looking forward yeah. to it. You know, if you guys love it enough, hopefully we'll get a second season and get to do it again. I feel like I, I manifested this role, so I'm just throwing it out there to keep manifesting. Keep manifesting. Keep manifesting. Oh, season two. <laughs> you did. I think you brought up Ahsoka years and years ago. I did, in yeah. In an interview, and now here we are. Fan cast, uh, Boss Logic made an image of me as the character, and I retweeted it. It got to the attention of Dave, who saw it and was like, actually, yeah, she does kind of look like her, and kind of kept it back of mind because I was so passionate about it. And then when Mandalorian came up, I got the Skype call. The Skype call. <laughs> Now, Natasha, the last time you came to Star Wars Celebration, I think you had recently gotten the Skype call because you had just been announced as Sabine. And you were, I think, three weeks into production at the time. How has your perspective on Sabine Wren changed since those very early days when you got the first script, got the first look at what you would look like in live action? Oh... When I was at Celebration a year ago, I had just started to familiarize myself with the character, so it was very strange, like, celebrating something that I was just learning. And um, we've been through a lot together, Sabine and I, and uh, quite a journey. I think she faced a lot of demons, she faced herself, um, and she overcame a lot and found hope again. Very exciting. And Mary, yesterday yes. we got to see a first look at you as Harrison Dula. You did. A lot of Harris in the crowd. What can you tell us about where we're going to find Hera in her story? in Ahsoka the series. Right. Well, as we know, as what we've seen in Rebels, Hera is an incredible pilot, a very maternal figure to her crew. She's um, a space mom. She's space mom. Her. Yeah, I'm proud, proud to get to play <laughs> space mom. Um, and so we get to kind of see her advance from there. You know, she's a general, she's a leader, she's become somewhat of a legend um, in that role. And... Uh, so it's pretty cool to, to play someone that strong and also that like nurturing and um, maternal and, and kind. So it was like quite something to, to step into some shoes that were big to fill because she, she encompasses so much. Um, so I felt very proud to have the opportunity to, to try and do that. Rosario, I'm loving just watching you supporting these two women up here. Just so excited to, to be here all together. So excited for the series. Now, I know you've been with Star Wars for a bit, but Mary and Natasha, I would like to ask you, as you are new to Star Wars, what has been the most surprising aspect of working 
in this galaxy far, far away? It's not a job. <laughs> it's a lifestyle, it's a family, it's just so much more than anything has ever given me, so I'm just really grateful. Look at this. <laughs> I think everyone's welcoming you to the Star Wars family. Yeah. Very excited I feel to have that. you all in the Star Wars family. We're so excited. I mean, I would echo that. It's just being on set and this show and with this cast and the crew, everyone loves it so much that you would think something that at this level might be a bit stressful or people might be stressed out at the pressure of it. And it's the opposite. Everyone's overjoyed at every minute and giddy and happy and relaxed. Um, and I just was like amazed that I got to be a part of that atmosphere. That sounds like the perfect job. Giddy, relaxed, everyone's happy to be there. Rosario, you mentioned the lightsaber training earlier. Did someone mention lightsabers? Oh, I guess, uh, I guess I can say that that was pretty cool. Yeah, I can say that now. I'm so excited when we just saw this trailer that we got to be able to talk about that a little Did bit. Or can we? No, 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 <laughs> I feel like Dave Filoni is everywhere. Exactly, exactly. But, you know, it's just to have trained so hard, to have worked so hard with these wonderful people. Um, and can I just say, like, I think the relationship between these characters is one of the things that was so exciting. It was very different, obviously, on Mandalorian and Boba Fett. You got to see a lot of Ahsoka's, I think, loneliness. You know, she's really kind of out there fighting the good fight, oftentimes kind of on her own. Or is she? You know, I think there's some really great suggestions um, in this to kind of see actually the comrades in arms that she's actually been, you know, working with all this time and to have these relationships that go back so far um, and to have the level of trust that she has with these, you know, different characters is, is just something really special. You know, we love Ahsoka for how steadfast she is, what a true believer she is for how capable and, and, and you know, just incredible she is, but so are these incredible women that she also gets to work with as well. And I think that protective energy that you talk about, it's not separate, right? You know, with Hera being a leader and a mother figure, that's just protection all in one, you know? And then, I mean, look at that face. <laughs> look, look at, that, at face. that face. Does she not give Sabine? I mean, it was really like oftentimes pinching myself because I'm doing the research, looking, you know, watching Rebels and Clone Wars over and over again. And then you walk on set and it's uncanny the way they stepped into these characters and the essence that, of these characters that they bring to life is just next level. I got it with Dave looking at me when I was staring at them. Honestly, I got it. I know Dave has, has mentioned that. He's brought that up a time or two. <laughs> now that we've mentioned Dave Filoni a couple times, I feel like he's just going to appear out of a puff of smoke like in the middle of the forge. But he, whether he's listening or not, whether he's watching the live stream, whether he is just backstage and he's going to greet us when we come off of here, 
Is there anything particular that you've learned about your characters from Dave Filoni or anyone else in the Lucasfilm Star Wars family that changed how you performed, how you portrayed that character on screen? I mean, I, I hung on every word that came out of his mouth, I think. So I, I think I tried to take everything he said to me. And, and really, I don't think he ever, he never gave any notes that were like, you've got to play it this way. He just, like the way he is, he has conversations with you that are very relaxed and fun. And everything that he would say, I was sort of in mental notes, mental notes, mental notes in my mind. Um, because he's so brilliant, but he's so kind. And... Um, you know, so he's not too strong, strong-armed about it. He just is sort of an open book, so you can ask anything at any time, and he's just this well of information. Um, so we talked a lot about sort of like old war films and General Patton, and you know these sort of generals, these iconic generals of um, and Harrison Dula. She's and one Harrison Dula. So that was something that was great to, to talk with him about his his cinematic perspective on that, and to try to get to see that through his eyes. Dave quite literally lives and breathes Star Wars and sometimes when he looks at me Absolutely. I don't know if he's seeing Natasha or Sabine maybe it doesn't matter but it's just I'll like bump into him in the hallway and we'll be ha I'll be talking about something random like my dog back in Sydney Australia which is where I'm from and um <laughs> oh thanks and he will somehow relate it back to Star Wars and I'm like ha okay he, he just, he just is that person all the time. And on set, um, just to have him there as this guardian of everything that we're trying to do. And, and whatever question you have, he has an essay to respond with. So yeah, he's got a whiteboard. He flips it. He's just like, here it is. God bless Dave. Star Wars Encyclopedia. I think all have him having that sort of encyclopedic knowledge of it, it just gives you such a foundation and such a sense of security that you know you're in good hands, you know, and anything that you're going to try is going to be something he's going to be able to really appreciate and give notes on. Um, but I think for me, probably the, just the trust that he gave me helped me with my confidence a lot, you know, because... He just, he's so collaborative and he just felt, I think we just really connected on how much we just really adore and love this character so much. And so there was just this level of trust that was there. And I think he just gave me a lot of confidence in being able to just sort of step into this role. Um, yeah, he's fun to have on set. Like it was really hard actually when he wasn't on set. There weren't very many moments of that, but like you definitely felt it. Um, and yeah, that was, talking we would talk a lot John I, I, I joked about that earlier but we really John would be like can we can we get back to shooting because we're it's story time yay can we get back to shooting <laughs> no it's story time <laughs> that's fantastic um, I know you can't say much about Ahsoka so could you before we go could you leave us with one word to describe the Ahsoka series I, I, I feel it's majestic. There's like, it's very majestic to me. Great answer. Badass. Yeah, yeah. That could be Sabine or Ahsoka the series, but yeah, we'll take it. We'll allow it. I don't, intense, like I don't know. Yeah, intense. all right.
All right. Woo. We don't pull any punches. I'm just Woo. letting you guys know. All right. It's well, full on. Be prepared. Be prepared. Well, I am very excited to see you all on screen soon, and I know the rest of us are too, right? Wars, our next guest voiced the Mandalorian Gar Saxon. But as most of us know, he did. But that doesn't mean Ray Stevenson can't come back to Star Wars and play another character in live action. And he's coming out with someone else who was presumed missing from animation and is now returning in live action as Grand Admiral Thrawn from the new Disney Plus series Ahsoka. Give a warm Star Wars celebration. Welcome to Ray Stevenson and Lars Mikkelsen. Empire, is it? <laughs> I can't deny that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, this must be so fun for the two of you to have started an animation and be with Star Wars and part of the family for so long and see these characters make this transition. How's it been for you this week? Uh, I have to admit that um, uh, I got the call to do uh, the, the voice for for Gar Saxon, and it was such a such a blast. I, I had no no idea what was you know what was I was going to expect. I thought, oh yeah, English guy, he's a bad guy, yeah. All right. <laughs> Fair enough. Danes are too. Yeah. So bring out the Vikings, right? Here we go. Um, and when I got the call for this, they were so secretive. I thought, Gar, really? When is this set? Is it going to be? I thought it was going to be that. Yeah. Then I got to meet Dave and I said, oh no, we have a surprise. And I was introduced to this character, Balin Skull. I thought, whoa, hang on. So from then on, it's, uh, it's been a roller coaster. There are so many shots in that Ahsoka teaser of your character doing some wild Jedi stuff, man. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. I can't. <laughs> Yes, uh, Ahsoka and I go at it uh, quite strong uh, a couple of good times in, in the series. And she's a, she's a powerhouse to work with, of course. But um, getting to, to wield the lightsaber is just the best feeling in the world. And the first, the first time that they handed it to me uh, for the camera test, you, you couldn't help yourself. You make the noise. You make the noise. Oh, everybody says, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. No, everybody does. <laughs> <laughs> you spend you spend over 40 years of your life making the noise you can't just stop making the noise all at once i know i know i know but you, you have to stop it during filming sure you know, yeah. sure but can't they just digitally pull that out what is no. ilm doing if they're not doing that for you <laughs> <laughs> now let's talk let's talk lars about uh the transition into thrawn in live action Everybody's, 
our sneaky, our favorite sneaky blue son. <laughs> our favorite sneaky blue son. Yeah. Yeah. He, he yes. is a character that is wildly loved. Yeah. And has such a long history to yeah. him. Yeah. Tell me what it was like to, to first be approached for Rebels and now to be here doing it again in Ahsoka. Well, I mean, Rebels is, is it five or six years ago? I yeah. think, yeah. Um, when I got approached by Dave for that, um, I didn't really know what that entailed. I mean, how much work was that you know, going to be? And, but throughout having done that, the character came more and more to life, for me at least, yeah. And, uh, and we just hit it off over the Skype thing. You know? I just immediately felt that connection because he's such a brilliant man. Yeah. And, and he, he just loves the creativity that we can provide. In terms of what the character was about, I mean, it, the, there's so many layers to that villainous character. Um, in a Sherlockian way, yeah? Mm -hmm. he's, he's so much smarter than me. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, when I needed to do the transition into this, we had to think, you know, how do we do this? How do we, you know, transition this into live action? Because you can't really just adapt and do the same thing. But we've done as much as the same thing as, as we can, but adapted it. Yep. Nice. Did you ever think... Did you ever think when you got into acting and performing that a single shot of the back of your head would cause such a huge reaction in people? No. <laughs> no, I had no idea. I, I'm, you know, I live in Denmark. It's a very small country, I think. I think we could all be in here, actually. <laughs> so, uh, in many ways, this is uh, it's mind-blowing for me. And, and the, the love that I've been met with today is just... What, you know, it's, it, sounds, it sounds so cliche when, when we say all the time that it's, it's being welcomed into a family, but it really, it really is kind of like that, isn't it? It is. It, it really yes. does feel that way. It does feel like that, yeah. And, uh, and I mean, even when we did this shoot, I mean, because of Dave's brilliance and, uh, you know, I, I really mean what I said on stage. I mean, I've, I've never been on set with so much passion from, you know, from everyone to try to achieve the best we can with this. And every, every department cares so much. It's not just about their own departments, they're all part of it. And somebody from the maker department sees somebody in construction who's maybe having a bit, are you all right, Would you, do you need anything? There's no division as such. They're so united, so thrilled, and there's such long hours, and, but such 
amazing talent that's being brought to bear. And everybody uh, runs around and says, oh, the costumes are showing, and they want to see, oh, the sets, there's a new set on stage. Doesn't matter what department you're in, you, you go and see, you can't wait, because everybody was so excited about that. Yeah. And, and enthused and supportive. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it really is like a lot of artistry at every level, and everybody so is so excited to share that with each other, you know, from everybody that's building props and droids and costumes and exactly, everything. Exactly, exactly. I mean, I would go on set and i think, who designed this? But then you look at the quality and you go like, who constructed it? And the costumes, they're works of art. Shauna was I, just like, she's, mean, a, she, she's a you, genius. You look really <laughs> cool in that robe, man. <laughs> like, that's a good Jedi robe. Oh, my word. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like... <laughs> There are a lot of variations on Jedi robe, and I love what they say about characters. Yeah, and, yeah. And seeing you in, a, in, a, in like this gray, almost tweedy, you know what I, I know, mean? I know, there was a, you, you're not sure where, he, where exactly he's from, which part of the universe or the galaxy, but he has been part of it for, you know, he's been there as a presence. And then there's this kind of nobility about him. But is he a bad guy? Is he a good guy? There's something else other going on, which Filoni would be would be relieved, revealed, relieved, yeah. <laughs> relieved. Well, speaking of making Dave nervous, here we go. I got a question. This is what we're gonna do. We're not gonna give anything away. We would never do that. But we could, for instance, you mentioned you know Sherlocky, and you mentioned sort of a, the Moriarty nature of of Thrawn. If you were to name a couple characters that you took inspiration for, for your performance, and we can do this because we're not giving anything away, go ahead. Just name a couple characters, maybe. Uh, okay. Um, it would have to be some Arthurian knight, some knight, some sort of legends, some... Um, quest that may be involved. Okay, okay. But once again, Arthurian, they weren't all good. Exactly. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> so who knows? Who knows? So who knows? I'd say uh, someone along the lines of Sherlock. Yeah. 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 Well, we, yeah. Know, we know what you're about already. Yeah. You, you sneaky guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Well, I'm very excited to see more of your characters. Obviously, we have a bit of a wait ahead of us, but we're very, very excited. And I think it's gonna so be thrilled. worth the wait, y'all. So thrilled, yeah. thank you so much. Ray Steve. Made the stars light your way Throughout all your journeys May the stars light your way Throughout all your days May you see all the world, systems, stars, and planets. May the stars light your way and see you safely home. Did you like